Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita in a Year podcast. My name is Radha Priti, and I'm here with Chaitanya Charan Prabhu, our teacher, and Russell Prabhu, our good friend in Australia. That we say that. I'm actually in India right now. Usually I'm in the US, but um, yeah. So today we are, we'll start on chapter three, text 31. And it's day 56 of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita. So with that, um, CC, do you want to take us into it? Yeah, sure. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here, everyone. And now we are discussing chapter 3 text. 31. Krishna states over here that. Should we read the translation, Prabhu? So, 31. Yeah, those persons who execute their duties according to my injunctions and who follow this teaching faithfully without envy become free from the bondage of fruitive activities. So in this particular verse, Krishna is in one sense giving a summary of what he has spoken with some additional elaboration. So overall, the previous sections, if we consider what he has been speaking, 17 to 24, he spoke about detached action for setting an example. And then he speaks about how such action. So 25 till 29 was how detached action is different from, not equal to attached action. So, but it is good for those who are detached to set an example for others. Now in the next two verses, 30 and 31, he's talking about the importance of accepting this message. This message that Krishna has given Arjuna, that he will be benefited and elevated if he acts properly. That is, uh, if he acts as for setting an example for others, that message is saying, Ye me matam idam nityam, that these words of mine. So that means the previous message that he has spoken. If somebody follows them faithfully, then there are two results. That person will be free from bondage. So faithfully and non-enviously, he's saying. If those two things are done, and Arjuna's concern, or at least one of his major concerns was staying free from bondage. So that is what is being emphasized over here, that you will stay free from bondage if you act faithfully. So here we could say that these two characteristics that we may learn, learning something is important, but then what is much more important, what the learning should lead to be is 
living that something so learning the gita is important but living the gita is even more important and for that purpose especially the previous verse which krishna said that act beyond the modes dedicate your work to me accepting this teaching requires a certain amount of faith so krishna is saying that you have this faith you will get the results so let's talk a little bit about faith as it is understood in the bhagavad gita and we will also talk about the relationship of faith with non enviousness before i go there are there any reflections or questions good no, not so far thank you now the word faith often has a negative connotation because it is associated with the the word blind faith and people say that faith will make you foolish faith me people say blind faith makes people gullible it makes people manipulable and then gullible is that they believe anything manipulable means they are made to do anything and when they are manipulable and that also makes them abusable they become they let themselves be abused by others or they get themselves cheated cheated by others and sometimes they may themselves become mm, misled and they may mislead others also so they may not only become so, so not only they may abuse others but they may also they may maybe abuse themselves but they may also become they may do actions that are terrible just because they believe that this is the right thing to do they may do something which is abominable also so all this danger is there to some extent whenever somebody is having faith but that's only one side of faith the gita offers a much more positive side of faith where faith is not blind but it is reasonable and reasonable faith broadly has two characteristics it is sensible and it is verifiable that means when we understand the faith claims of a particular tradition and try to evaluate them understand them they broadly make sense and then when we mold our life accordingly they are verifiable we can live accordingly the sensible and verifiable as message is is a rational message krishna is not just saying that i am god and you have to obey me and if you don't obey me you're going to go to hell krishna is not using that message at all it is a it is a reasoned explanation a reasoned analysis and explanation that he is giving and arjuna has questions krishna answers arjuna's questions and verifiable in the sense that krishna is giving a process a, a clearly articulated process which leads to a result and that result can, arjuna can check for himself so in this way basically the faith that he is calling for is not blind faith it is reasonable faith but still Faith is required. Yeah, go ahead. The other thing with with um, reasonable faith is that for us it happens more incrementally, right? Like 
blind faith, sometimes you just tend to jump in, which sometimes it's more just like because you want to jump into something. But but reasonable faith, it's more it's more built over time, right? Yeah, it's a good point. Is it uh, is it incremental or is it just sudden, rapid? Well, it could be both. My understanding is that when we use the word faith, we use this in two senses. We use it in the sense of choice. That I choose to have faith. Mm -hmm. But that faith can also come in the sense of uh, of a clarity or certainty. Yeah, this is the right thing. So there are two different things. Sometimes a person may jump into something very quickly because they want to explore it. And that's fair enough. But say, for example, somebody is sick and somebody starts taking a, maybe a new treatment, a treatment that is just being exp experimental treatment, or somebody tries some alternative therapy and they're trying some alternative or experimental treatment. Now they may have to get full into the treatment because they have to subject their own body to it. But at the same time, they, while they may be suddenly entering into it, but their faith in it will grow gradually. Okay, I'm ready to explore it. So when they adopt it, that is a faith as a choice. Hmm? But then after that, when they experience when they, yeah, they experience healing, then faith becomes more of a certainty, a conviction. So okay, clarity. This is how it works. This is what happens. So you could say faith works both ways. Faith is some uh, faith is in terms of a decision we make, and faith is also in terms of the orientation that we develop. Yeah, this is what I want to do. So you could put it both ways. It's a decision and it's also an orientation. So this orientation is definitely incremental. Because as we see the effects, then we keep growing. Okay? Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. So the strongest so now, faith is really both. You make the decision to like go fully in, or as much as possible in, and then and then the then you see it grow from there, as you practice and see the results. True, correct. Now, so here when Krishna is talking about faith, it's a rational approach. But at the end, he's saying this is faith. So it's like a doctor speaking to a patient, the doctors explain the process, but after explaining the process, eventually the patient has to have faith. Then Krishna is assuring over here, if you have faith, you will attain me. You, sorry, in this place, he says that you will become free from karmic bondage. You won't be bound. So in one sense, Krishna and Arjuna, they are like a, the doctor and the patient. So with that 
context now let's look at the other word that is being used over here pradhavanto anasuyanto anasuyanto is non envious so what is this theme of being non envious comes repeatedly in the bhagavad gita and it can seem a bit strange initially okay what does it mean and being envious of god are we really envious of god so you know we could say we are envious of maybe our neighbors when they get a bigger car maybe when we envious of our peers if they get a bigger they get a bigger house or whatever so so what does envious of god mean over here basically generally one person this envy towards the other person develops when we feel that the other person is in any way at a superior level than us then now when we are following god's instructions when we are trying to mold our life according to god so implicitly following god that implies that we are accepting god's superior position of course god is not a superior but he is supreme mm-hmm. so when we accept god's superior position that can be a bit of a challenge for some of us and there can be some resentfulness there can be some envious no, why who are you to tell me what to do but later on the gita will speak about how how krishna is actually our well-wisher and when god guides us that is for our own good ultimately so if a parent tells a child to do something or going back to the earlier medical metaphor a doctor instructs a patient that instruction is not meant to uh meant to simply put down the patient that you are you are lower than me and you have to obey me no it is any kind of mentoring relationship doctor patient parent child or we could have coach coach and trainee coach and coach trainer and trainee coach and trainee all these it's a congenial relationship it's not a hostile relationship where the so if the trainee feels if the athlete feels and we jealous of the coach then it's not going to work So at a, at a simple level, being non-envious means yeah, accepting that okay, this person who is guiding me knows more than me, and let me listen to him. Let me explore what this person is saying. So that's the that's the mood of this verse. Any questions, reflections? Yeah, it's it's interesting that we we have this we associate that like superior. position as negative you know it's, it's indicative like of our like material conceptions right because it's actually not really negative at all okay. to be to be right yeah you know hierarchy is just a fact of life so hierarchy if it is based on competence 
then that is uplifting that is helpful but hierarchy if it is based on uh, simply uh, you could say un unqualified position that means somebody um, is say, claiming to be a doctor and they're not the doctor and then they try to they claim that okay i'm a doctor and you have to obey me then the patient listening to say doctor will be harmful but if a person is actually a doctor and is a good doctor and now listening to that person will actually be helpful will help us get elevated so the idea that somebody is superior is intrinsically a bad thing is not true at all okay so shall we go to the next verse asal pro any comments Uh, thank you so without accept without envy means acceptance sorry without envy means acceptance yeah so non envy means non so envy means non acceptance and so envy means uh, non envy means acceptance So Krishna now will speak the same point by contrast. Ye tweeta da besu yanto naanu tishthanti me matam sarvagyana vimudham stan vidhinashtana chetasah. Translation: But those who, out of envy, disregard these teachings and do not follow them regularly, are to be considered bereft. of all knowledge be fooled and ruined in their endeavors for perfection yes now many places in the bhagavad gita krishna uses contrast for teaching so 31 32 is basically an example of teaching by contrasting So in one sense, if we consider these two verses, thirty-one, thirty-two, is talking about the faithful versus the faithless. The faithful go up and the faithless go down. So Krishna here talks broadly about two consequences of faithlessness. One is their knowledge. is deluded sarvagyan vimudhamsta i'll explain what that means and then their consciousness is misdirected achetasah so now this that idea of consciousness knowledge being deluded it's it's actually to i don't know that's a bad state but uh i think i know even when i don't know that's even worse so like if i am not a doctor and i claim to be a doctor that's far worse than okay i'm not a doctor i'm not a medical expert just knowing that that's much better actually 
So that's the there are two distinct levels, and Krishna is talking about these people being in this level where they 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 have knowledge, but all their knowledge is misdirected. Knowledge is diluted, is lost, and because of that, when he says their consciousness is misdirected, misdirected means what? If our consciousness is like our energy, is like a flashlight, and this needs to be directed towards the ultimate reality that the Gita will reveal to be Krishna. But instead, the consciousness gets directed everywhere else, other things. And when that happens, they start thinking of, okay, Krishna is not the authority, Krishna is not the important person, the other things which are important. And then that can become their own mind, their own ego, and then they get lost. So, when somebody refuses to have faith, then what is the result of that? They, they go down. That's what Krishna is emphasizing over here. And he's in this way telling Arjuna that you need to have faith. So here Krishna is talking about faith as a choice. Now, of course, when he makes this faith as a choice, gradually from there, things will grow and he will develop faith as orientation or as a clarity or certainty. So in this way, Krishna in these two verses explains by contrasting. Any reflections, questions, or can I summarize? All right, you, you can summarize. Thank you. Okay. So today we discussed mainly three verses, two verses rather, and three points. So we could say with respect to 31st verse, that was about faith. And then within that, we discussed about the points of two kinds of faith. There's blind, which is undesirable, but a reasonable faith, which is very much desirable. And such reasonable faith, it is sensible and it is verifiable. We can over time realize what is going on. And then in that, in that process, we also discussed about how faith can be both a decision that I choose to have faith, but it can also be a conviction that we develop. Yeah, this works. I decide to take the treatment. And once I take the treatment, then I see it is healing me. So this as a decision, it can be a leap. But as a conviction, it's generally an increment. It's gradual. Then, then the second point I discussed was about the same 31. Talk about envy. Envy is basically resenting superiority of someone. If we resent the superiority of God, we can't take guidance from him. And that's what Krishna is telling us. That don't be envious. And then 32nd verse talked about faithless. Faithlessness and how that leads to two things. Our knowledge as well as our consciousness. Both the knowledge gets diluted and the consciousness gets misdirected. So, in this way, Krishna here concludes his message by I'll conclude this particular section by a call for faith. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.